0: Good afternoon to all listeners of the NDC Heartbeat program in the Trial and State of Grenada, which includes Caracru and Piti Martinique, and indeed all our dependencies. Our program time today is from 12 through 1. Today I'm pleased to be your host, and my name is Terry Forrester. For today's program, we are pleased to share with you Father's Day greetings from the acting political leader of the National Democratic Congress, Mr. Adrian Thomas and others. We will also share with you a very gripping and intense interview, which was recently held with one of the lawyers representing former Ambassador Warren Newfield and the Kawana Project, as conducted by Miss Calistria Faria of WPG Ten television news you will also hear my comments in response to that interview as posted on facebook and finally we will share with you excerpts of the speeches of the ndc meeting held in telescope last wednesday evening stay tuned very interesting coming up donate to
1: democracy it's easy just google ndc grenada click the donate button on the ndc website click the amount you want to donate enter your card details and you're done Thank you for donating to Democracy from the National Democratic Congress, putting people first.
2: Drink some ginger. Where your mind sanitizer. Squeeze lime in a
3: little honey and turmeric to boost your immunity. Where your mask is the best thing. Where your mind Give sanitizer. So when you're ready and you feel okay, take your vaccine right away.
4: This has been a public service announcement from the National Democratic Congress.
1: All are we? Yes, all are we. Anyone, everyone. Anytime, no standing in line, $5 you could afford, thank you very much. You have a little more you could spare? We're so grateful. Go to ndcgrenada.org, click the blue donate button, select the amount, select what you want your money to be spent on, click next, flash your card, then flash a smile. We're grateful. Thank you very much from the National Democratic Congress, putting people first.
0: Here now is the acting political leader of the National Democratic Congress with his Father's Day message, and this will be followed by other members of the party.
4: Honoring fatherhood and paternal bonds in our societies will always be proud moments for all. Recognizing Father's Day is very much appropriate and augurs well for the growth and development of family life and ultimately the improvement and constant progress of our society. On behalf of the National Democratic Congress and on my own behalf, happy fathers day to all the fathers and guardians who nurture our children and give them the necessary guidance in becoming the men and women our communities so desperately in need. You continue to make a sterling contribution in ensuring that the future of our country is placed in the hands of responsible and ambitious people. The fruits of your labor are to be felt in every aspect of our daily lives. Heartfelt thank you to all the lovely fathers, grandfathers, stepfathers, fathers-in-law, and all the others who are performing the fatherly role in our dear country. As fathers, let us continue to perform our obligations in helping to shape our families, our communities, our country, and the entire world in order that we may live happily. We can do it if we try. Once again, happy Father's Day to all.
2: On behalf of the San Antonio Southeast Constituency Branch of the National Democratic Congress, I wish to extend a Happy Father's Day to all the fathers throughout the Tri-Island state of Grenada, Karikou and Piti I wish you all the best on your big day. Also to the mothers who play the role as fathers in the household, we also wish you a Happy Father's Day. God's continued blessings to you for many more to come.
1: Hello everyone. Happy Father's Day to all fathers, especially the fathers within my constituency, Karikou and Piti Martinique. I take this opportunity to encourage all fathers to get involved in their children's lives. Because what makes you a father isn't the ability to make a child, it's the courage to raise one. Mothers, we thank you. We thank you for giving us men the ability to become fathers. We appreciate you. We thank you. Fathers, it's our day to be. Let's enjoy it. Let's make the best of it. Happy Father's Day!
5: On behalf of the Andrew Northwest Branch, we wish all fathers in Grenada a happy Father's Day. May this special day bring fond memories, joy, and fun your way, along with a celebration that will last all
6: day.
7: Happy Father's Day to all!
6: Greetings to everyone. This is Kennedy Roberts, the deputy chairperson of the National Democratic Congress. As we celebrate Father's Day, I wish to direct these greetings to every father out there, as well as those other persons who have a father or those who play that fatherly role in our community. That is every one of you who are listening today. This year, we are faced with the reality of COVID-19 And this situation has created a lot of stress and anxiety among many within our society whether to take the vaccine or not has become a source of uncertainty we need to understand and respect the reality that this is a new experience for the world and our policies cannot be too rigid and therefore ignore the opinions of the majority who have concerns about taking the vaccine These situations require the level of understanding that will enable us to function and become the best we can be in the given situation. Education and information must prevail over fear and intimidation. But healthy workers should not be prevented from working, especially when the treatment is available to prevent serious illness to those of lower risk. As we celebrate Father's Day, Many of us cannot celebrate our reality of life in Grenada today. Lots of families are going through difficult times in order to make their basic survival. As we go through the next few weeks and months, I want to suggest that all Grenadians, especially our fathers, take a deeper look into themselves and really put more emphasis on loving ourselves so that we can give more love to our families, our community and our country. Then I want you to realize that as Grenadians, we should focus on what will strengthen us and make us a better Grenada rather than what divides us. It should not make a difference whether we are from St. George or from St. Andrews or whether we are from Karakou or Pity Martinique or whether we support Green or Yellow. We must love and work with each other so that all of us as Grenadians can become the best we aspire to be. So what I ask of all of us, my brothers and sisters, is to make a renewed commitment to love ourselves, love our families, love our community, love our country in a manner that will be of the growth and benefit of all of us. Let 1 Corinthians chapter 13 be our guide and let love prevail. I want you to make that commitment so that as a people, We just would not celebrate Father's Day or Mother's Day or any special day, but on a daily basis strive to become the best we can be and give each other the love and respect that would contribute to building a better nation. So I ask of you, my brothers and sisters, once more, that as we celebrate Father's Day 2021, let us make a renewed commitment to loving ourselves, our families, our community and our beloved country Grenada. Let us give love a chance and as I would say, all we are saying is give love a chance. I want to take this opportunity to wish the
4: fathers of Grenada, Kariku and Piti Martnik a very happy day from the Women's Arm of the NDC. I pray that God will continue to strengthen you emotionally, spiritually, and physically as you continue that journey to be a father. I know it's a hard one, it's a rough road, but with God's help, you all are able to make it. And we just want to say how much we appreciate you and how much we wish that God continue to bless and keep you all as fathers. Enjoy your day. Be the proud father that you are. Have a good and blessed day from the women's arm of the
1: NDC. Greetings and blessings to all fathers. This is Philip Telesford, the NDC caretaker for St. George's Ortiz. As a father of four, I know that it is not easy, especially during these very challenging times. Many fathers are working just to ensure that their children survive and sometimes as fathers they have to go without them. these are our real brothers and the soul of our nation I offer blessings for a wonderful day today you deserve our respect happy father's day to all
5: wishing all the fathers of Grenada, Caricom, and Piti Martinique, a very happy Father's Day today. Special Father's Day greetings to all of the fathers of our NDC family, especially the new fathers like Brother Ron and Brother Joel and Brother Tevin, the new young fathers. We hope you adopt the great examples of the many Good Fathers across Grenada, Caracool, and Petey Martin in caring Thank for and loving their children. Special greetings heart. also to the I Fathers, of the constituency of the town of St. George. May God continue to bless you. May he give you the strength, the guidance, and the wisdom necessary to raise strong, God-fearing, responsible sons and daughters. Of Renata. To those of us who have already lost our fathers, may we continue to cherish the memories and to live up to the expectations of our beloved fathers who have gone before us. Once again, Happy Father's Day to you all. A pleasant Sunday to all listeners. On behalf of the NDC New York chapter, I bring special greetings to all fathers across Carrier Kariakou, Piti Martini, and the diaspora. We recognize the important role parents play in the lives of their children. Today, we shine the spotlight on fathers. Thank you for your dedication, commitment, and guidance and all else that you do in the lives of your children. We pray for God's continued strength, guidance and protection. Happy fathers,
0: Here now is the interview held by Ms. Kilishri Farrier of WPG10 TV News with one of the lawyers representing former ambassador Warren Newfield and the Kiwana CBI Hotel Project.
7: Welcome back to the narrative. Another big topic uh, unfolding in Grenada. News broke uh, on Thursday that an investor, the former ambassador at large, Warren Newfield and uh, those involved in the kimson Kawana Bay uh, Resort project have taken action against the Grenada government. The situation did uh, get much news attention recently when Ambassador Newfield resigned his position and Prime Minister Arthur Keith Mitchell went to Parliament the very next day and on a tirade accused the organization of misappropriation and also referred to Mr. Newfield as a racist. Here to talk to us about the latest developments, the lawsuit that is now being brought against the Grenada government unfolding from this matter is Mark Simrat. Mark is the attorney representing True Blue Development Limited, which is the company that is operating and uh, involved in the construction of the kimpton B project. Yesterday, uh, the, the US, your side came out to say that the government had almost deliberately frustrated the completion of the project, taken certain actions to stop the flow of funds into the project, and you have now gone to the international court for the settlement of investment disputes to ask for remedy. So what is it that you're asking the court for? All
8: right, well, asking... Um It's to find that um, Grenada has intentionally destroyed this project. Uh, They did it through three steps. First, uh, they approved the $99 million budget, which was not from government funds, but from CBI investors. Uh, And uh, they approved that for almost four years, and then they withdrew it. And said it was 52 million dollars when the project is about three quarters done then they uh said uh, the money from the investors couldn't could only be used for construction and not other development costs and then they stopped uh, although they deny it they stopped approving the applications which is the principal source of money so they did that and uh, it uh Effectively destroyed the project by cutting off all financing and ability to use funds, and we question. We're, we're asking for damages, but we're saying, you know, what's the motive here? What they're saying, like uh, the accusation that there had been a misapplication of funds, is demonstrably really not true on their own documents. It's in the government files. The things they say they're not true. So.
7: So We're so the, the, the conditions under which uh the True Blue Bay True Blue Development Limited entered into this whole arrangement, they understood that they would have been able to use the funds raised through uh, CBI to cover other costs involved in the operation and not just strictly construction because from what is being said here is that um The government says you can only use it to build, but there are other costs involved in pulling off the whole project and you cannot, you cannot use the, the investment funds elsewhere. Um, what happens to the rest of the monies that have been collected on the CBI? Where do they go if you can't spend it? I mean, if you don't have anything to build, but you have other costs to make the project effective, where does it go? But were, was Kimton Kawana Bay developers aware? that there was such a condition um, existing?
8: There was. First of all, there was no such condition. There was, in 2017, an approved budget. So, all the items are listed, including architecture and uh, uh, furniture and all the amenities and uh, a lot of other things, was all listed out and was all approved. And then uh, this year, they say, no, 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 only construction. Well, you can't change the project four years into the project. And where does the other money go? I don't know. They've never said it. makes It makes no sense what they're saying, which is why we're saying something else is going on here and we don't know what it is.
7: Because if, you, if you're building a hotel, you want to put chairs and beds and stuff in there. Um, you've got to buy that too. <laughs> But so you, you're not asking for a specific amount. I noticed on the documents that the, the, the court, right. the tribunal will decide on the, uh, the level of remedy that's required based on the damages, the losses suffered um, by, the, by the project. No, there's nothing happening there right now. There, there are no boots on the ground, yes?
8: Yeah, construction was stopped this week because there are no funds to go forward no possibility of going forward under the current conditions in terms of the amount. I don't know if we, we didn't name an amount It's going to be very substantial. When you get into these cases, you use experts to tell you the amount. So we will be naming an amount before the end of the case, but at the moment we haven't, it's going to be in the tens of millions of dollars.
7: Because you also have the the investors who might be expecting returns during a particular period won't because of because of the delay as well.
8: Yeah, it's 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 not only that there, you know, we have contracts with uh, the investors. Uh, We have um, uh, 47 something or 50 million dollars out of pocket already uh, that has gone into the building. You can see it. If you see the pictures in the demand, there's very substantial buildings. Two of them are completed. One is substantially completed, and one is off the ground. So there'll be tens of millions of dollars in damages.
7: Now, the, in in the in the in the suit documents, um, do you you're uh, accusing Grenada of violating some specific articles. Can can you get into that and and for us, please?
8: Yeah. So. The, there is a treaty between the united states and grenada uh it's called a bilateral investment treaty and they're now close to three thousand around the world they have some common provisions so one of them is called fair and equitable treatment which means that if you invite an invest foreign investor in and you say okay here's a, an approved budget here's the outlines of the program and then you change that later, that's a violation of their legitimate expectations. The other, the other type of violation that we're looking at is, well, other developers aren't being treated the same way. And that could be called what's called national treatment or most favored nation treatment. And effectively, they've taken the, the project away uh, that would be called expropriation. So those are the kinds of claims we're we're making.
7: You know, at the last press news conference that the prime minister had, he gave the impression that you know everything was fine. That the CBI are, are talking to the investors to uh, move forward. Have you have they had a conversation with the CBI and what's been the nature of that conversation? What is CBI now saying to the developer?
8: Yeah. So we had a number of meetings uh, and conversations, remote meetings and conversations over the last several months. And we raised these three points. You can't change the budget. You can't say only construction costs. You have to continue the applications. We got no satisfactory answers from them on any of those points. And we said any one of those points would cut off funding and, we need to resolve it. And we finally said it it was futile. Uh, We had a conversation with the uh, finance minister and the attorney general and people from CBI. And it, it, we just, we couldn't get answers. So we felt like we had no choice. Uh, Mr. Newfield very much would like to complete this project. Uh, And, but it, under the current conditions, it's impossible. There are no, there's no funding. The funding's been
7: cut off. But according to, the, according to the Prime Minister, Mr. Newfield was trying to get back a 20% equity, an investment. A part of the of, of the law is that as a, as a developer, you must put 20% equity in upfront, even before you begin to uh, process applications and collect investment funds. And uh, one of the claims that the Prime Minister has made is that uh, the developers want to get that twenty percent back ahead of time upfront now rather than you know recovering your investment the natural way through dividends and so at the end of a project can you Can you speak to that
8: sure so first of all, that wasn 't the condition in two thousand and seventeen that 's a change, but that wasn 't one of the critical issues that stopped the project. There was a conversation on that. Um, it's a question of law that could be resolved so that is not what is driving this uh, climate exit no
7: so what are are the difficulties that because the government made a number of amendments we've had a lot of bad history with uh, developers Um, some projects never even materialized and millions were collected with Kinton you can actually see something going up but um, what what is the difficulty that the developers have with the laws that Grenada has enacted um, the, so far, which they claim are designed to protect the industry, the CBI industry?
8: Yeah. So, um, there have been a number of changes through 2017 to 2020 that um, True Blue development adjusted to. And, you know, Went along with it, didn't affect the, the project. Um, if it's to protect the investors, fine. Uh, uh, True Blue wants to protect its investors also. It was only when they took these steps of saying, Oh no, your project is not $99 million. It's three quarters built, but we're only giving you $52 million. Where's the rest of the money supposed to come from? Then they say, Oh, uh, it can only be used for construction. But the CBI investors have invested more than that. Where does the rest of the money go to? None of this makes sense. So at that point, they uh, destroyed the project. Why, you'll have to ask them.
7: And it's interesting, the whole, it has to be used only for construction. One of the things I, I need to... To research is what is the government's definition of construction because it just seems so very narrow to say you can develop a project but the the investment funds you collect can only be used to build. Where does the rest of the money come from to to, to complete the project? There's so much more involved in actually turning the key in a resort project. yeah. Also, the government is, is claiming they have not really been served. Can you tell me about the process um, so far up to now of serving the government with um, notice of your, your application for remedy at the International Tribunal?
8: Yeah, well, Mr. Sylvester sent a confirmation uh, email back today, so uh, um, I don't know how they could say they haven't been served. Uh, we delivered it to him exit goes through a registration process and they will also formally deliver it to him at an appropriate time but we sent it to Mr uh, the the finance minister Mr Sylvester and he confirmed receipt
7: the the Sylvester as in Mike Sylvester of the Ministry of Finance exactly Okay, because we we are receiving information that there are claims that they received an unstamped, unsigned document.
8: Yeah, well, the stamp signed, no, it was, I'm sure it was signed, but the stamp document will come from ICSID when they go through the registration process. So it it may take a, a week or two, but we sent him what we delivered to ICSID.
7: Okay. And no, he confirmed this. Okay. Yeah. Arbitration and any any response yet from the government? Uh, it's too early to, because they would have only received it, what, today?
8: Yeah. No, okay. no response. There's, there's not going to be a formal response retire, re, uh, required for some time, uh, depending on how long the registration takes. Uh, and his email simply said he acknowledged receipt, they'll respond later.
7: Okay, and of course, arbitration will be will be in in Washington, and uh,
8: in Washington.
7: Yeah. Oh, okay, and uh, you know, you've spoken to Mr. Newfield. What what's his what's his mood? I mean, how is he feeling about you know having the project stalled like this? Is is he very upset?
8: Well, yeah, of course, he's very upset, and and you know, as he said in his press release um, uh, when he resigned. I mean, he had the highest of hopes that this project was going to be part of a real advance for Grenada and that uh, he was going to be helpful and he feels strongly about the country and the people. And, yes, he's very upset. Uh, it means jobs. It means uh, money not coming into the economy. So um, uh, he didn't want to take this step. Uh, it was forced on him.
7: Okay. So in, in terms of the, the 20% equity, and I know he did in 2018, he did make comments at a news conference talking about the equity and um, having met that requirement. So that requirement was actually met, that the developers did pay the 20% equity into, yeah. the, pro- in, into the project. That would be like actually, about 18, 18 or 20 million US dollars.
8: Um, I think it was uh, at, the, at the time... Uh, twelve million dollars, I believe, but the money, the equity, was put in before the law was changed to require the equity to be to be put in. So um, the equity was put in, and the equity stayed there. Uh, and, but if, um, it, if
7: it's twenty percent, and the project was 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 um, estimated at ninety nine million, then twelve twelve million would not be. Is my math wrong? $12 million would yeah, not. No, that, would, yeah, it was the original <laughs> budget.
8: The original budget was $52 million, um, and he put in money that before there was a requirement. I think when they changed the law, they exempted uh, him from it, putting in additional money. But if the project needed additional money, if there weren't CBI sales, he's prepared to put in additional money. Uh, but do do,
7: he's do, 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 with- yeah. do do you get a sense at all for, in all of this as to where where things were started to go wrong? What may have been the reason for the problem? Did the did the Kawana project get caught up in the government attempting to put proper legislation and regulations in place to govern the CBI, no. or was there something more? Was there some sort of falling out between former Ambassador Newfield and Prime Minister Dr. Keith Mitchell that would justify the claims that are being made by the developers that the government is deliberately trying to frustrate the project. Because at this point, given all of the government's pronouncements about you know, needing CBA and how important it is to the economy, that the government deliberately trying to frustrate a project of that size. You know, in October, the prime minister was praising the project and talking about employment and, and um, congratulating them for actually expanding the project. He's on, on tape saying that. So what was it that created this rift that seems to now exist where a multi-million dollar project is in the wind? There must be something more. I mean, did you get a sense of it?
8: There must be something more, we don't know. Mr. Newfield doesn't know what it is. There was uh, the prime minister and CBI.
7: Okay, so you, it's just, it, it remains you know, a minute. Sorry, I, 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 No, go the,
8: ahead. Go the ahead. Video, yeah, okay. So the prime minister is praising the project. He has a good relationship with Mr. Newfield. Then the CBI committee on December 11th a, sends a three sentence letter saying um, that the budget is withdrawn. There are discrepancies. Try to find out what the so-called discrepancies are. It's five months before they even say what the discrepancies are. And those so-called discrepancies are disprovable from the finance ministry, ministry's own files. They make no sense. So your answer, your question is exactly right. There must be something going on here. We don't know what it is and we're concerned about it. But the fact of the matter is other um, developers are not being treated the same way and something's going on. We wish to know we will dig into it. We have a history of digging into things like that and finding out, and we will.
7: Thank you, Mark, for uh, being on the program. Thank you so much for coming on uh, to speak with us about uh, that issue. And uh, as it unfolds, we hope that you will return or others um, will return to uh, update us and uh, the Grenadian public on exactly what is happening with the uh, request for remedy at the International Dispute Settlement uh, Court um, the as as we heard the developers of the Kibizn Koana Bay resort taking legal action against the, seeking remedy i am suing the Grenada government uh, for what they say is a move to deliberately frustrate the completion of the project. They're claiming that certain measures put in place by government has effectively caused a, a, a closing up of funds, that they can no longer access funds to complete the hotel. The government saying that they have raised enough money for the construction, and on the regulations, they cannot spend the money to do anything else related to the project. It has to be on construction. We will see how that unfolds. We were just talking to Mark Simrat, the attorney who is dealing with the matter for the True Blue Developers Limited.
0: Here now are my comments from that interview held with one of the lawyers representing former Ambassador Newfield and the Kuanabe Project. As I listened intently to the interview held with one of the lawyers representing former Ambassador Newfield and the Kuanabe Project, I can only shake my head in disgust and say, here we go again. The government has been once again taken back to the International Court for Investment Disputes ICSID, which is an arm of the World Bank, for allegedly willful actions which caused the financial collapse of the company and they are now seeking damages in this matter. The public must be aware that government was taken to the said Ixid by Grenleck WRB for wrongful actions taken against the company when they passed in the Parliament an amendment to the Electricity Supply Act, ESA, in 2016, knowingly that it will trigger an obligation for the repurchase of the shares in the company as per the 1994 Share Purchase Agreement. The court ruled in the exit case number ARB 1713, as dispatched to the parties on the 19th of March 2020, that the government must now repurchase the shares, pay damages and all attending and other costs, which caused a massive burden upon taxpayers in the sum of approximately 65 million U.S. dollars, plus other attending costs like attorney fees, etc., etc., which it is estimated has exceeded just over 200 million EC dollars when you do the conversion. It is interesting to note, however, that the government had an opportunity to purchase the said company Grenleck in 1998 for only $18.7 million when it refused to honor the 1994 ESA Electricity Supply Act and Grenleck WRB had no choice but to have taken government to the said ICSID court whereupon the government lost and the award of $18.7 million was awarded to Grenlick, but government didn't or refused or couldn't purchase Grenlick at the time. However, the government settled the matter with an amendment to the share purchase agreement dated 1st July 1998, which essentially upheld the 1994 share purchase agreement, which the government was contending all along was illegal. Grenadians, again in 2013, when the company applied to government, that's Grenlick, for approval to sell its majority shares and get out of Grenada because of government's continued threats to take back the company. The company had received an offer to purchase its shares from a private company whom had bought shares from the said company from another country. But of course, Grenleck WRB had to give the government first refusal rights as per the 1994 share purchase agreement but the government failed once again to exercise the purchase arrangement. But they proceeded thereafter in 2016, knowingly and purposely amending the 1994 Electricity Supply Act and purposefully caused Grenleck, WRB to take the government to the ICSID, as expressed earlier on, for settlement which ended up in government losing that case once again and now had paid four times the costs which it could have purchased in 1998 and again in 2013. Grenadians, be aware that this administration, led by Dr. Keith Mitchell, is causing this country significant debts unnecessarily so indeed. I must tell you, it is well known that the government was warned, they were warned by its team of local lawyers not to pursue the Grenlick case to the exit court, but the stubbornness of Gregory Boeing and Keith Mitchell in a bullish manner pursued court action which failed once again at huge cost to taxpayers now I ask you is this the action of a wise prime minister is this the action of a man with vision Grenadians please mark my words the government will again lose this case with former ambassador Warren Newfield and the Kawanabe project on the same principles as outlined earlier and it is simply a lack of willingness to humble itself and negotiate the issues with mutual respect. You cannot, as a respectful government, amend a joint agreement unilaterally without consequences. This speaks to the dictatorial rule and bad attitude of Dr. Mitchell, which has cost Grenada millions of dollars in poor decisions taken over the years, plus the enormous damages caused to our country's reputation, not to mention the Prime Minister's racist utterances in this matter. I am therefore calling on the lone opposition leader in our Parliament, the Honourable Tobias Clement, on behalf of the National Democratic Congress Party, to so file a vote of no confidence against the Prime Minister due to his incompetence, poor judgments, racist comments and to call upon other members of Parliament on the government side who may still have some decency left in them to join in this call from the opposition leader for love of country and to show fortitude of character to stand up for Grenada and be counted in the history books of this country for having the guts to stand up finally against the tyrant, the dictator, for the many wrongdoings, the many financial damages caused to this country and ultimately to Grenada's reputation. I say it is time to act. Thank you. Here now are excerpts of the various speakers at the NDC public meeting held out at Telescope, St. Andrew, last Wednesday evening.
3: We in the NDC, my friends, we want to build a new Grenada. A Grenada of talented and educated people. A Grenada of great achievers. A Grenada well-known and respected internationally for the greatness of its people, for the quality of its products and services. A Grenada that can be a model of economic development that other countries would like to emulate, to visit, and to follow. My friends, think about this. Just think about this. How do you feel if you go to a supermarket in England and find a bottle of jam with a label marked made in Grenada? How would you feel if you enter a bar in Japan and you hear the song, I am the IMF, by the Black Wizard being played? Imagine you are in a hospital in Washington to do a heart surgery. And the doctor telling to you, tell you that he's from Bylands or Telescope in St. Andrews, how would you feel? You would feel great, not so? That's the kind of Grenada we want to build. One in which our people are talented, respected, and admired all over the world.
2: It is good to be in Telescope the home of my alma mater, St. Andrews and the Cairns Secondary School. We held a walkabout in this community on Sunday. And I must say, Telescope has some really nice people. You are courteous, and today you are out in your numbers. Thank you. This party has given me the opportunity to address you tonight. The NDC sees the potential that lies in the youths and value our input. They understand and appreciate the critical role youths play in the development of Grenada. In 2018, Ron Redhead and Kirin James was appointed to the Senate as representatives for the NDC, for the people. Without a doubt, this is a strong demonstration of NDC's commitment in cooperating with a youthful heritage within the party and a symbol of its confidence in the capability of youths. When NDC says we value youths, we have put structures in place for the youths. We would continue to seek the advancement of Grenada alongside youths. This is not just words. This is the core value and belief of the party. The youths carry with them innovative perspectives and a host of different out of the box inspirational ideas in order for any country to develop there must be dynamic consistent positive change and where does this dynamic energy comes from it comes from you the youths of the nation and not a geriatric minister have you noticed Grenada has the oldest youth minister in the history of Grenada, the Caribbean, and the world. And look at what NDC did. NDC offered for appointment, the youngest senator in the history of Grenada, the Caribbean, and the world, Kareen James. Now that is a positive milestone. Education and training are priorities for us. In fact, the party has already embarked on a program that trains persons to be online entrepreneurs. Through our online program training, we have successfully assisted youths to generate income and to be more self-sufficient. NDC will provide quality jobs. Within the space of one month, youths are able to navigate the program and earn monies online. Job opportunity created, income generated, exposure to new opportunities equals growth, full stop. However, this government has a program whereby in the space of one year, you graduate. In the second year, you graduate. In the third year, you graduate. In the fourth year, in the fifth year, over 15 years, persons are still graduating within the same program without an accredited certificate under the same conditions with a stipend that is suffering from short foot. It cannot grow.
1: I am going to speak briefly on some of the things that the NDC will in fact do to change the quality of life and to improve the economic standard and welfare of our people. But I always believe that we can't move, we can't develop unless we look seriously at our health. A sick person can't work. A person who is unwell doesn't enjoy life. You might have you might have all the wealth in the world, but if you don't have health, you're in serious trouble. So one of the things that the NDC will do very seriously is to revisit the Princess Alice Hospital. We have to do it. This is big parish. We must do it. Princess Alice, in my, to my mind, has become just a surgery or a medical station. Because if you go in any place that is run by a single nurse sometime, and you can't find a doctor, I'm not sure That place is qualified to be called a hospital. We want to ensure that when people in the parish, especially, are sick, they can go to Maribo and be taken care of in a proper way. We take the health and welfare of our people very seriously. And so Princess Alice would come very high on our agenda. Now, Big Paris is known for its agriculture. No question about it. But what has been done to agriculture? We all know. It's a known story, really. Agriculture is treated as the outside child. Really. Agriculture has been paid lip service by the government. No question about it. And the reason we are in this economic mess and we found ourselves is because our government continues to neglect agriculture, time and time again. What can we do? Fisheries, as an example, telescope. I know is a community, Marquis Subis, and several other committees, community. Sorry, do a lot of fishing, and it's a big part of the livelihood. But If you check some of our fish markets, you will notice that they have issues with cooling, with storage. And if you speak to the the fisher folk down in Subis, they will tell you they have asked and asked time and time again for storage facilities for their equipment and the MP has failed to deliver. Fishery is big business. So one of the things that the NDC is giving serious thought to is to ensure that we have what we call the boners as part of the fishery business. So we're thinking of having the boners that we call the eastern boners, the northern boners, the western boners, and the southern boners. And what do they do? These people will be trained to the bone fish so that in addition to buying fish with all its bones you can buy fish that is boneless so you know creating an improved quality of fish product that you put on the market and in so doing you are generating employment for the people in the community so fishery we have been looking at studying very closely and working on Poultry. What can we do there? Do we know that Grenadians consume approximately eight million dollars eggs? I think eight million eggs, seven hundred dollars, eight million eggs per year. Do we know that each Grenadian eats about eighty eggs per year? Do we know that the hotel sector alone consumes? Approximately 1,200 eggs per day. If all these eggs are consumed in Grenada, then why do we have the poultry farmers struggling to sell eggs by the roadside? Why you go to Grenville and other cities and find people begging you to buy eggs? We are actually consuming more eggs than we are producing. It means something is wrong. Something is wrong somewhere. We need a system that allows these producers of eggs and poultry to dispose their produce, find payment for it, and have the local market buy and consume those eggs instead of bringing those eggs from outside. So this is something that we would look very closely at fixing. And farmers in general, in our walkabout, we noticed that predilocinny is a red cancer. It's a red cancer. People complain. They can't sleep at night because they're not sure what is going on on the farm. And some may say to me that the government is trying, but whatever they're trying isn't working. It's not working. And so we would address prayer listening in a very serious way. We have a plan to deal with it and we can guarantee you in the first hundred days of being in office, we are going to fix the prayer listening problem once and for all. (laughs) We have a plan. We don't work planless. We know what we're doing. We understand the issues and we're working on them. Good evening, people of Telescope.
3: Hello, my dear people of Telescope. And the surrounding areas. But before I start, my brothers and sisters, let me recognise the chairman of the National Democratic Congress, Brother Terry Moore, our General Secretary, Brother Glenwell, and the assistant secretaries who are here this evening, fellow caretakers, chairpersons of the various constituency branches. Brothers and sisters, comrades all. It's a pleasure for me to be in this area the second time for the week. It is a trip that we are having around the country visiting various villages and constituencies. And my brothers and sisters, When I walked through this village on Sunday, I felt proud. To be in my yellow jersey, my brothers and sisters, walking through this constituency and the kind of reception I was getting from the people in the areas, my brothers and sisters, the National Democratic Congress is a reputable organization, and even some of our enemies and our opponents recognize the value and power of the National Democratic Congress. So that's why, despite what they are saying, the Prime Minister, he could not resist mentioning the name of the National Democratic Congress in his meeting. My brothers and sisters, just how I am feeling proud of this party, I want you to feel the same. Because the Congress is synonymous to integrity. I say the Congress is synonymous to honesty. I say the Congress is synonymous to fairness and justice. And there is no other party in this country that have the kind of reputation that have the kind of resume to build Grenada, Karikou, and Piti Matnik. My brothers and sisters, when you talk corruption in Grenada, the vast majority of people know that this is not part of our program. When we talk to and lies in Grenada, the vast majority of people in Grenada in the region, and internationally, know that you are not talking about the National Democratic Congress. You are talking about others. My brothers and sisters, we have a plan to build this country. The world knows it. The time is coming, my brothers and sisters, when we will get the opportunity again Because while we are thinking about building country, others are thinking about building themselves and the party, while the country is doubling in poverty. My brothers and sisters, while we are thinking about securing the future for our younger generation, and the many generations to come, our children, children, others are thinking night and day about how they can hold wink The people in this country thinking about the next election to build themselves and to empower themselves. But the Congress is thinking about empowering the people of Grenada, Karikou, and P.T. Matnik.
0: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being part of the program. And uh sure look forward to having you next week again.